strong. All right, folks, welcome back. We are here with the family-friendly Fort Lauderdale podcast. And today we're talking about wildlife. And specifically, we've got the South Florida Wildlife Center on top on, on the topic, on the table for discussion today. And we have Kristen Jameson Jamerson. Uh, Kristen, welcome to the podcast. I'm I'm excited because I just saw you a few days ago. Um, <laughs> our daughter Divya did one of the um, kids uh, vet programs, volunteer children's vet program. I don't remember the exact title of it, uh, but she had a great experience with you. It was outsour, out, outdoor uh, under the um, uh, roof there. So you guys have a great facility to gather group. Uh, they they uh, did intakes of wildlife stuffed animals as wildlife patients so they could learn about the process. And I think this is great for children because, um, you know, in our school, we see a lot of children that are excited. They love animals, but they don't always understand everything that's happening behind the scenes. And you guys live it and breathe it every single day. So I thought it was a wonderful experience for our daughter. I'm excited to have you guys to talk about that and so much more of what you guys are doing at the Wildlife Center. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having us. And thank you again. That I'm glad that you were able to sneak in at the last minute to our program. Um, I, it's one of my favorite programs that we do. So it's always fun to get the kids in to learn a little bit more about our wildlife hospital and kind of do things hands on of what our veterinarians in our clinic are doing. So it's always really fun. The I, I want to talk about that experience uh, just for a moment, because, heck, if I was one of the parents out there and I heard this, I'd be like, this sounds great. How do I get my child involved? You guys do this uh, on a regular basis. Is it monthly, roughly monthly that you? Yeah, so we actually just launched that program this year. So we were doing it every other month. Um, but starting in 2024, we will be offering it once a month. Um, so we're going to be able to accommodate a lot more kids with that program. Um, we have some awesome sponsors that have sponsored it for us, so we can provide it to the community, which we're always thankful for. Um, but yeah, so we're really excited to get more people in to learn more about the work that we do every day. Yeah, I think that, you know, the group of parents, the, those of us uh, that were there, I saw folks were just really happy with what you were providing as far as the experience. It wasn't long, it, but it was outside and, um, you know, to give folks a little bit of a taste, uh, each child had a different stuffed animal. So representing different species from, you know, owls to turtles to eagles to there was a snake there and a skunk and a little bit of everything to pick from. And the children, uh, you know, were able to they, they had an intake form with a little bit of background about this animal. So and that animal might have uh, the, the background might have tied into the x-rays. So they looked at actual x-rays of animals and not, you know, identified anything from a broken bone to uh, a, a pregnant turtle with eggs inside. And so it was really fun to see see the children uh, sort of processing uh, on a deeper level other than, the, oh, this is a really cute animal or I like, you know, this animal better. You know, they, they were really sort of getting out of their comfort zone and looking at the intake and what, you know, how how does this translate that my interest in animal translate to the real world? what are the codes that you guys use on your intake forms? I know you guys really slow down and walk them through how you guys do that, which is real world stuff. That's how it, what happens in offices. Yeah. And like you were saying, a lot of times people see animals and they're like, Oh, I love that little squirrel. Cause it's so cute. But 
there's more to it than that, especially in a situation like this. So allowing the kids to kind of walk through those processes and learn exactly what we're doing from here's the form that the, uh, the person filled out. They did that exact same stuff that we do in our resource center every day, um, including looking at the x-rays and all of those x-rays were from animals that we've actually had in our hospital. So um, everything like that. It's just fun to see them actually engage with all of those things and kind of process like, hey, this is something that did actually happen, an animal story that came into the center, even though they're not looking at that actual animal right in front of them. Well, I can't, for folks out there who catch this recording uh, or the podcast, I can tell you that, again, you know, Kristen already mentioned this is going to happen uh, more often in, in 2024. So, you know, get in, make sure you sign up ahead of time because they do a wait list for it. Uh, we were really happy. I can tell you that our daughter went home and created her own intake form. <laughs> she was so excited about it. She's going to have her own uh, uh, veterinary clinic for her stuffed animals that she's, they, they, I guess, apparently they need work done on it as well. Hopefully no more extra race but uh and i know a lot of the other parents were really happy like uh i saw folks you know giving donations and you know this experience the 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 children's um experience that's sort of the doorway that we're wa walking through that was my first introduction to you guys but let's talk about the bigger mission of what you guys uh are doing and have been doing in the community for a while now yeah, so um, at South Florida Wildlife Center, we are a wildlife hospital that is located in Fort Lauderdale. So we have been around for over 50 years. Um, a lot of people may not be familiar with us because we aren't open to the public. So um, we are strictly a hospital. We're an intake center and our goal is to rehabilitate all of the animals that come in so we can eventually release them back out into the wild. And then the second part of our mission, of course, is educating the community about how to peacefully coexist with our wild neighbors. So obviously the population in South Florida is growing exponentially, and that is um, causing a lot of wildlife to be in areas where they might not have been before. So we get hundreds of calls every single day from concerned community members um, with wildlife situations, and they're not sure what they're supposed to do. Maybe they found an animal in distress. Maybe they found a baby bird that had fallen from their nest. Um, or something hit by a car and they just are unsure what avenue to take. So um, our hospital is open seven days a week and we're always happy to address any wildlife concerns that the community has. Um, and then of course, if you do have an animal that is sick and injured, we can walk you through steps on how to transport that animal to us safely. Or if we have the resources, we um, have rescue drivers that can potentially go out and pick these animals up too. So with that volume of calls, I didn't realize that it was that much, but it makes sense with what you described, you know, South Florida is booming more and more folks are moving in businesses. There, there's just this, this construction boom. So, uh, you know, the, the critters and creatures that have been living here for a long time, their spaces are being taken over, I'm sure. And they're, they're moving about trying to find their own spaces. So it probably creates a lot of that, that friction and, and, uh, in some cases, injuries or, or uh, you know, lost animals. What are some of the what are some of the things that folks should know? Maybe myths of what they think they know, but you guys often have to correct when you're picking up the phone and guiding folks as they're as they're meeting some of these animals, and they, they want to do the right thing, but we don't always know what it is. Yeah, so there's two situations that pop to the front of my mind whenever you bring that up. The first that we hear all the time is, oh, there's a raccoon out during the day, it must be rabid. 
that is actually a myth. Uh, so it is common to see raccoons out during the day, especially during baby season, whenever they are going out and about looking for food to feed their young. Um, another thing that we hear a lot is, oh, this baby, whatever it may be, it could be a baby bird, it could be a baby squirrel, they've fallen from their nest. People immediately pick those things up and bring them to us, when in actuality, there are ways to reunite those young wildlife with their parents. Um, a myth concerning that is people think like, oh, I picked up this baby bird. Now the parents won't take care of it anymore. That's actually not true. Um, so we walk through, especially during baby season, that is our highest intake time of the year, which is from March until October. Um, we're answering phone calls constantly, taking in hundreds of animals each year. Just to put it into perspective, the amount of animals that we see, we will get over 6,000 animals that come through our hospital in a single year, sometimes over 10, depending on how the year is going. Um, so we do, we are a high intake center. We are one of the highest intake centers here in South Florida. Um, and we do get calls from all across the state, not just here in the Tri-County area. Um, so we will help people in whatever way we can, um, depending on what's going on, or at least referring them to places that are closer to them if they're not in the immediate area. Can you share a little bit about the the different species and w what animals are the right fit for your facility and what are some of the others that, that I know you guys make referrals when they're when when there are needs that are not a match to what you guys provide? Yeah, so we get calls. Just the other day, I was sitting in the resource center answering the phone and we had a call from a community member who had found a kitten and they didn't know what to do with it. They were trying to find somewhere to take it. So here at our center, we do focus on wildlife. So cats, dogs, domestic species, we would not be the right entity for that. Um, but we do take things like native birds. So pelicans, gulls, um, blue jays, mockingbirds, things like that. Um, we also see a lot of mammals, um, raccoons, possums, squirrels. We get bats at our center, foxes, coyotes, and then reptiles. We'll see native species of turtles and snakes that come into our hospital too. So if you ever find yourself in situations with those kinds of animals, um, please call us and we will advise you on what to do. Um, but of course, like I said, we're always happy to help. So even if you do not have something that we take, we'll always refer you to somebody that can help you if we're not the right fit. And no alligators. No, no. So even though alligators <laughs> are considered wildlife, um, here at our center, we don't have the capacity for dealing with alligators. So we will refer you to the state of Florida, FWC. Yes, uh, I, that makes me feel better. I, <laughs> um, I don't, I'm not sure anyone wants, uh, I don't want to handle the alligators, right? I'm sure you guys don't either. The um, uh, one one thing, when, when you have an organization like this, uh, you guys are uh, dependent on different sources, not only for money, but the resources, the time. You, you have staff, uh, you have volunteers. Can you talk about the makeup of the organization and what I really want to get at is how can folks help and move the needle for you? Because there's a lot of different ways people can pitch in and help. And, and you're in a, you know, people, we love our animals. And, and I think particularly feel connection to wildlife, you know, we're in their space, originally their spaces. So how can people get involved and where can they make the biggest impact? Yeah, no problem. So um, there are a number of ways to get involved with our center to help boost our reach in terms of education. So the first, of course, are monetary donations. We accept donations all year. We also accept donations of like in-kind goods. So if you're going through your house and you find 
towels and sheets that you're no longer using and you're looking for somewhere to take them. Those are things that we can use. We do have online wish lists on our website um, on both Amazon and Chewy. And there are things that we take all year long that we would always need. Um, so those are good avenues to look. In terms of help, if you're looking for somewhere to volunteer, we do accept volunteers at our center starting at the age of 16 and up. Um, and then from there, they do help our staff with a myriad of things that we're doing every day with the amount of animals that we have. Right now, for example, we have over 300 animals that are currently being rehabilitated at our center. We have a fairly small staff of only about 30, and that's counting everyone, including our executive staff and our maintenance team. Um, so all of these roles don't directly involve the animals, but we do rely on our volunteers every day to help us accomplish everything that we do. Um, so that's a good way to get involved. And then following our social media. So if you get on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, we're really active on there. So even though you can't come in and roam around the center to see all the patients that we're treating, we try and share their stories to keep the community involved in what we're doing. And then of course, it's a fun way to engage with our center, learn more about the local wildlife that we see and some of the reasons why we're getting these animals in our hospital. Yeah, I love that. I think people do, they engage more deeply when they know the story behind this animal or the, this process and the people, the faces that are also uh, helping to, to power the organization. Um, Kristen, in a moment, I, I'm gonna, I wanna come back and ask you about what the future looks like for the Wildlife Center. Like when you guys think about the, you know, five years out and all the changes that are happening around, you know, in Fort Lauderdale and this growing area, you guys are like this hidden gem over by Snyder Park. And, but there's just so many changes around you. Uh, to hear a little bit about your your planning and your thought process for for what's coming next. Uh, before we do that, though, I need to get a quick mention in for our sponsor. So the sponsor for today's show is Acton Academy Fort Lauderdale. We are actually recording from the school right now. It's quiet. We have an after school program. Uh, we have actually our after school program is the media program for our newsletter, Family Friendly Fort Lauderdale. So we have. Uh, several uh, apprentices is what we call them that are working on their writing skills, their communication skills. Uh, soon they'll be appearing on the podcast as well, but they are working on, because what matters more, you guys are doing it in your work on a day-to-day -day basis. You mentioned what you do with social media, being able to tell the story, being able to engage and influence people and get them to care about, you know, what folks are working really hard to do it's, I think it's one of the most valuable skills. So that's what they're here for. It's part of our, we do the newsletter each week and we do the podcast. Every time we get an awesome guest who will come on and explain some of the, shares some of the cool things that are happening here in our community. So back to you, Kristen, tell us what, what are you guys thinking about when you, 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 you're doing the hard work of today, but what do you have to plan for? What's next and around the corner? Um, so what we are planning for, of course, is longevity. We want to be in this area for a long time to come. Like I mentioned, we've been here for over 50 years already, and we want to continue seeing that growth over the next 50 years. So getting out there and helping more wildlife in distress, and then, of course, more education. So we do have a number of not just our junior vet program, but we offer other programs as well. So if you visit our website, it's southfloridawildlifecenter.org. We do have an event calendar 
are on there with all of our upcoming events. So that is a good way to get involved with us too. If you do want to learn a little bit more about what we're doing and the animals that we see, come out to one of our events so you guys can learn a little bit more. Um, we do have a group of animal ambassadors that come out and help our education team, which I myself am a part of. So we'll take them out there with us to different events. That way people can see these wildlife they might not see um, up close and personal and learn a little bit more about why they're so beneficial. But yes, just longevity is what we're here for and what we're rooting for because we want to continue helping the wildlife that we have been this entire time and then getting the community more involved in protecting our wildlife too. Well, it's an, it's an amazing track record of 50 years and, uh, and then the engagement that you guys do already in the community uh, to allow folks to get involved in different ways. And again, just from our family, our, our daughter had a wonderful experience last weekend. So she came home beaming about it and so excited. And like I said, I, I had to take a picture of the intake form because she was going to recreate her own. Uh, I'm so she got glad. So it, it just, you know, made an impression on her. And I, you know, I saw the whole group um, that, that you had just really enjoying it, opening up, uh, you know, administering to their their patient their their stuffed animal that, that that they chose but learning different aspects too from weighing the animal to you know bandages and and measuring and so there are different aspects there that um again i'm sure my daughter wasn't even thinking about when she when she walked in of you know what she'd be doing that day so it was a it was a great experience our thank you to you for for that day and also for taking a little bit of time to join us on the podcast today. Yeah, of course. And thank you so much for having us and helping spread the word about what we do here at South Florida Wildlife Center. We appreciate you. Well, likewise, it's the season of appreciation. So thank you, Kristen. <laughs> thank See you, you. Bye. Be strong. Be strong.